0: You know, we've thought about finding interesting uh, intersections between the different keys as well as um, finding something that really shows Mozart uh, and his development as an an opera composer as well, you know, throughout that whole trajectory from the 18, 19 year old uh, to also, you know, at the very end of his career when he's writing things that are just so sublime and so lyrical.
1: I heard you talk in another interview about um, how Mozart really grabbed you as a kid, and that's not like a really common thing sometimes with uh, younger people. You know, young musicians, kids who who are serious about music and learning music, to really grab onto Mozart and 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 to uh, have that spark with Mozart. In fact, sometimes kids think he's kind, of, kind boring. of boring.
0: <laughs> not just kids. It's really funny. I um I feel like um. After recitals that my parents come to, um, they, they still say, oh, yeah, I loved the Rachmaninoff, the Chopin was fantastic. And there's never that comment about the Mozart. And um, it's sort of become one of my real-life goals to, to be infectious with um, you know the love of Mozart and just sort of saying, hey, by the way, here's how we can listen to it. Here's how it could be different. And it's not just sort of notes on the page. And I, I think there is this kind of um, uh, mistranslation of what it's like to um, play exactly in the bars, with the bar lines, as written, so to speak, and actually read between the lines in that music and find all the life and all the character and all the joy, the sadness, um, and all of the gesture in that music. It's really spectacular and uh, deep music.
1: And all the voices. I've heard you talk about that, too, about hearing and playing the voices of Mozart. Uh, and, and you just alluded to, you know, finding the, the opera in Mozart. You know, I was one of those kids... Um, who thought Mozart was, you know, boring when I, when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, a young musician. But then I heard Don Giovanni for the first time. And then, you know, I heard Così Fan Tutti. And then I, I played in an opera orchestra for, you know, Marriage of Figaro, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know. And, and that just changed everything. You know, I heard everything as an opera aria.
0: I was just going to say... Um you know, if you're not into Mozart, all you have to do is listen to Don Giovanni and then it's the gateway into like never leaving Mozart ever again. Um, and it's it's true. I think he um, excelled in every genre and a lot of what he did um, was so unique for that genre. That being said, it's the vocal line that ties absolutely everything together. Um, there's no slow movement of any violin sonata or piano sonata of Mozart or any concerto work, which isn't absolutely um, an aria.
1: What do you listen to when You know, you're studying Mozart when you're working on, say, a complete recording of sonatas or when uh, you're preparing for a concerto. What what kind of things do you do? Maybe, Mm. uh, you know, listening or uh, preparing or, you know, what do you pull out of the music to really roll around, you know, uh, beyond the score?
0: One really has to understand the the instrument it was written for. One really has to listen to... um, just a lot of, you know, music played on forte pianos because there's just a limitation in terms of how uh, those pianos um, react as opposed to our big Steinway Ds now. You know, there's a lot more volume, there's a lot more uh, resonance. You can do a lot more dynamically. But what you really find um, in that instrument, uh, the forte piano, is actually a lot more expression in the way that perhaps Mozart intended um, there is a limitation there with the fortes and pianos and that actually makes you rethink what those markings mean no matter how good the edition it could be an urtext edition but um uh, and you see the the forte and the piano and of course your you know your teacher in conservatory will say this is exactly what you must do a forte this is exactly what you must do a piano but we forget so much of it is gestural and um you know i i think it might make sense to explain what i mean by gestural and i think um it's, it's really just um, seeing a group of notes and uh, basically translating that into how I would speak a phrase or how I might, you know, uh, communicate with you and the inflection of my tone and these small, you know, sentences and phrases that I'm making now um, have absolute parallels with, with the music that's being written.
1: You had the opportunity to do any uh, opera continuo?
0: Opera continuo, I have to say, I'm trying to work back and, and think if I've done any of that. I've done a lot of um, continuo for, um, you know, arias, which are actually from opera, but I've not sat in a, in a pit and done that, but I've definitely been on stage with Baroque orchestras, playing uh, chamber organ and harpsichord with with singers and um, also instrumental uh, soloists. Um, so this is something that that's... Uh, You know, I think it frames how you you see then all of this music on the modern instrument.